0: the entertainment capital of the world, Las Vegas. I'm your host, Christopher Calloway, and this is Creator Talks. It's a little quieter in Vegas this week, with all the disruption from the COVID-19 pandemic spreading. However, the show must go on, and to help take our minds off the stress and uncertainty of that situation, I'm going to bring to you something that is certain. Sam Johnson is coming back to the show this episode to talk about Geek Girl. Tights and Capes. It's issue six and seven of his Geek Girl series, plus a trade paperback and previous issues, also available through Kickstarter, which runs through the end of this month, March 31st. Sam has been a frequent guest on the show, and it's always fun to catch up with Sam. And so it's been a while, about a year and a half or so, and I talked to Sam about his Kickstarter and also what he's reading in the way of comics and how things are going over in the UK. Normally, I do a podcast every other week, but given the way things have been, I've been doing one weekly this month, so it'll be two weeks until the next one with Bob Q. However, I did want to bring you this interview with Sam Johnson about his Geek Girl Kickstarter because it is time-sensitive, after all, and hey, we could all use a little relief. And so, if you like what you hear, please rate and review on iTunes. It helps the show a great deal. And please subscribe. The show is free, and there is a huge back catalog of interviews, including more recently Evan Doc Shaner, Nick Cuddy, co-creator of E-Man, and J.M.D. Mateus. So pick your favorite podcast listening platform, download those interviews, and get caught up on all of them. But now, let's get caught up with Sam Johnson, the writer and creator of Geek Girl, here now on Creator Talks. Sam, welcome back to Creator Talks.
1: Hi, Christopher. Thank you for having me back.
0: Are you in the UK also on Daylight Savings Time now? Do you have a Daylight Savings Time?
1: I've been in such a bubble with the Kickstarter promotions. I I don't even know when that's happening. Before, you were eight hours, Ed, and now you're seven.
0: The whole thing is stupid, though. I just hate it. (laughs) I don't know what the purpose is. I think they initially instituted this they being the government because of farmers but there's no farmers and where i live in las vegas the casinos have no windows so who cares what daylight is so i don't know what it is it's like jet lag the first day you're like hey this is not so bad i feel pretty good and then yeah. as the week goes on you're like i feel like crap and it's only <laughs> it's only 1 hour but it really throws you off yeah that's neither here nor there what people want to know what they really want to know from you sam is How are you making out with Brexit?
1: It's not really done anything yet. The UK has now officially left. They still haven't sorted out a deal. There's another year of negotiations at least. So nothing's actually changed. We're still part of the European Union, although we technically left. We haven't left yet. So we haven't got that nonsense uh, kicking in anytime soon. So we don't know what that's going to amount to, but um, we'll see.
0: One thing I read recently, and I couldn't believe this, that as a result I believe of Brexit, Comicology UK, where people can get their digital issues of books, now prices have suddenly shot up. For example, a comic book in the US that's say 4.99 is now 6.44 or is it 3.99 is 6.44. It's gone up a lot and people are freaking out cuz now they cost more than going to a shop.
1: Right, I'm just going to bring that up as we talk cuz I wasn't aware of that. I mean, I don't see why Brexit <laughs> <laughs> I know. That.
0: Where I read that. <laughs> Maybe it's not the most reliable source. Right, okay. I don't know. Well,
1: we're gonna we're gonna establish this quite quickly. Let me <laughs> get on a Marvel one, so I know it's gonna be three dollars ninety nine, three pounds ninety nine. It is. So if that's increased at all, I don't know whether it has. But if it has, I mean, if you you go to a comic shop, it's you're paying approximately three pounds fifty. So I don't know whether that's increased or they were three pound ninety nine anyway but it's certainly not gone up drastically. So I think that's complete bulls.
0: Yeah, uh, probably not a good source, or they fixed it since that came out. But you know what? Even if they did go up, that doesn't matter because people can get a comic directly from you without the extra fee, and even the digital version of it as well. When I'm talking about Geek Girl. Nice segue. <laughs> slid into that. <laughs> and it's back and for those who are not familiar with geek girl i'm shocked because you've been doing this for a while. how long has it been now like what, what, several years
1: the original issue 0 came out in 2009 and we had three printings of that, and then it was a long process finding the right artist for the series. So the series nowhere near as long as ago as that. But yeah, I mean we're on the new Kickstarter as the new story arc of issues six and seven of the ongoing, and we had the four issue mini series before we we did the ongoing. So yeah, it's been going a while and building nicely, and I'm really happy with it. Um like a previous Kickstarter. The goal of it was to help build the audience up big enough to justify it going on going, because what was the second series initially was potentially a mini, but we've got it big enough to justify ongoing. on going. And, you know, I've got all kinds of ideas and characters and concepts that I wanted to to bring to my comics, but they needed an ongoing to do it right. And and they're a good fit for Geek Girls, so I'm in a very good place with it now.
0: The whole time, it's remained super consistent in terms of quality. You've got the same art team all the way through the series, except for the Zero issue. But you do have Carlos Granada and everyone else on the team on the book again.
1: They all love it. Carlos has been on it since the beginning of the miniseries. We had a couple of people involved that were doing other projects, but then firmed up Paul McLaren on the letters. And Chum and colours, and it is is—it's a great team, and everyone is really into it, so it's you know, it shows. I always like to experiment with different cover artists. Chunlin is, is still colouring it, but Claudia Duavella has done the, the limited variant covers for this one, which are, are great. For those that don't know, Ruby K was a hot popular college chick and a pair of Supertech glasses. Uh, initial impact, they went used to the super strength. The most super klutzy, alienate a cool kick friend, cool click girlfriends by knocking drinks over them, trying to demonstrate her powers. They didn't buy all the superhero thing except Summer, a BFF, pushed her into being a superhero. And Ruby's grown as a person, gone from self-centered to altruistic. And is doing something worthy. That's the setup now. As a result of Ruby's actions, she's been offered a part to head a new super team. So the new direction kicks off in in Geek Go 5 with. Going back to the covers, Sun Kamenaki, a fantastic painted cover of Geek Girl there. And uh, there's the Virgin variant of it as well. So all this and all the previous issues on the, the Kickstarter. Um, and then the new arc is that uh, things take an unexpected turn with this superhero team gig. So Ruby and co. get some downtime, go to an extravagant, outlandishly dressed club night. And uh, the cover of that is rendered by Claudio and it's interlocking covers, issues six and seven. And it looks so good. The club lighting by Chanlin is fantastic and really great. And then we've got Jason Hare doing the the regular covers and people are really digging uh, what he's bringing to it. And he's also working on it. We have a stretch goal. Uh, we're going to do this new Geek Girl team-up print, which is initially going to be Geek Girl and Harley Quinn, which is already drawn. And then if we get further stretch goals, people will be able to vote who they want to see added to the team-up, and that will be cool. Already rendered, Harley and Geek Girl looks great. So hopefully we'll get to the point where we can bring in stretch goals, get to that, and then people can get voting on it. any character they want to come because we're not selling this. So we don't need to worry about you know licensing rights and so forth. It's a freebie for anyone that backs any limited variant.
0: Do you want to give us a tease of uh, who will be appearing in the next two issues of Geek Girl? Uh,
1: Mark Darden's Guano Guy and Mr. Marvelous Man, who appear in issue five. Guano Guy is a very self-centered, money-grabbing entrepreneur of a superhero. Uh, he has been asked to join the super team. He travels with his friend, Mr. Marvellous Man, to check it all out. Mr. Marvellous Man is, is dubious as to why Guana, a Guy has been hired, and he's not a good fit. Uh, but we've got a nice scene kicking off the issue with those two. They're, they're quite a comedic duo. Then we've got, uh, well, Girl Click, who had been alienated, but since Ruby became popular and having saved their city of Maine, they want to ingratiate themselves back in with her so they pitch up to this club night and yeah I'm I'm a little conscious spoilers with that but uh, they basically are looking to cash in on the whole superhero thing and and tie themselves to it and they're, they're not the nicest people in the world and then also because Ruby actually, to their surprise wants to go incognito so to have a night off, she goes effectively in disguise in a costume that throws people off any I suggestion that she's Geek Girl and Summer, who has previously filled in uh, for Ruby as Geek Girl when Ruby was in the coma, Summer gets another go in the costume and Summer loves everything superhero. So that this is a great, great time for, for Summer.
0: Last evening, I went ahead and backed the project for 6 and 7 because I have the whole series, and I've been enjoying that. And it's really doing well. I mean, you've built quite the following. What is your secret, sir? Those who are trying to build a good following, those who are trying to create their own comic, what's the secret? What are you doing that's working so well?
1: Well, I mean, it's been done, you know, over a long period of time. It's certainly not an overnight thing. It's it's still building. I mean, the Geek Girl comic Facebook group has got nearly 11,000 in it now. but but you don't just, you know, suddenly get to that. That has built up over time and, and, you know, slowly. Um, I mean, the main thing that I do really to get people into Geek Girl is the Geek Girl Comics uh, website which you can't get to directly now because geekgirlcomics.com is linking up to the the Kickstarter but Mm -hmm. ordinarily the geekgirlcomics.com has a landing page where you can sign up to the mailing list and get a free digital preview comic of Geek Girl Uh, that previews the the crime war trade paperback the first trade of the ongoing series and also the first issue of the new direction issue 5 is the biggest thing I do really is the Geek Girl fan page on Facebook. I invite people to that and people that take that invitation, I send them an email asking them if they'd like to get more. They can uh, join the mail list, get the uh, digital preview comics. That's, I mean, I do, uh, you know, I do a lot of promotion, but that's the main sort of tool I use to get people on board. And that seems to work all right.
0: And of course, you are putting out previews pages. There are pages on the Kickstarter webpage that people can actually see. The first few pages—I think it's about seven or eight pages of the issue—so it's not a mystery what they're going to get. They have some idea of the yeah. quality of the work and of the fun this story does provide.
1: You know, there's no question of this being a, a Kickstarter that you're waiting indefinitely to get delivered. We, we've delivered every time. It's, it's the same creative team. They say that say the creative team are committed to it, um, so it's it's getting done. Uh, Issue 6 is is a good way through And and Carlos is committed to working straight through Issue 6 and 7 until they're done It's all uh, in a uh, comfortable place
0: Uh, You've been a guest on the show several times Even before I had this show You were a guest on another show And you've been consistent And I think you did hit the nail right on the head That it does take time It doesn't happen overnight As far as building that audience But I've seen it grow with you And it's It's amazing. I mean, you've just always delivered. And that's the thing people can trust that they're going to get this book.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's important. I mean, it it frustrates me. Like I've got a, without mentioning the name of the comic, I've got a bunch of comics ordered from an eBay comic seller. They do like advance orders. So you get a discount if you order a bunch together. They don't ship them all until everything you've ordered has come in now these are were supposed to come out around the same time but one of them's 10 weeks late ah. so as a result i've got about 2 months worth of comics that i'm behind on because they've been held up because of this one yeah it's important to get uh, get things out on time it's important for people to trust that you're going to do what you say you're going
0: to do. Is that difficult for you to avoid the spoilers that tend to populate Twitter and Facebook? I mean, how do you get around that? Because that's got to be really frustrating. Because I look forward to New Comic Book Wednesday. And as a matter of fact, as we're speaking... During this interview, this is New Comic Book Day, so I'm looking forward to stuff. I know it's kind of like withdrawal for me if the books don't show up. I'm like, what am I going to do? Oh, read one of the thousands of books that I already have? I could do that.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, but, uh, there, there is that option. <laughs> uh, it's not a problem for me. I mean, the books that I'm following aren't sort of massive event blockbuster things isn't generally getting too shouted about that's okay also i am like you say read ones you already got i'm I'm massively you know i'm I'm bitching about not having these comics but I'm, i'm massively massively behind on my reading list a lot to do with the amount of time i'm you know putting into the geek girl kickstarter it's very time consuming i'm okay with it it's just as i say the point being if you're gonna put a book out 10 weeks, like it's not good.
0: You are putting yours out on time. So, what I'm wondering is, how do you get sleep? People think, oh, no big deal. He just presses the button, it's launched, and then it just goes. No, no, no. You've got and a lot I'm... of work to do to promote it. You've got a lot of work to do to make sure things run on time. How do you fit all this in with a job and sleep and life?
1: My day job is part time. And when I do a Kickstarter, uh, I book that off as a holiday because doing both would, I mean, it's, the more time you can put into it, the better. And I also find, you know, having having done that the last time, I think possibly the time before I ran a Kickstarter as well, where I've been off and I've been full-time doing it, the more you're doing it, the more you come up with ideas as, as you're doing it. Whereas if you're doing a, a day job first, then come home and do it, you're kind of more inclined to sort of get done what you need to. Whereas if you're completely immersed in it, and I enjoy it. I mean, I, people that don't, must struggle with it i enjoy the whole thing and, and coming up with new stuff like we've come up with new rewards like i mentioned there's a summer collectors pack Vit. so if you're a summer fan you get all of the appearance of her as geek girl and, and all the variant covers with summer as geek girl because she went down well people really liked her when she was filling in for ruby but she's not got the propensity for it that ruby has but it's interesting to see where she's gonna go because she loved it. She loved, and like in this new bit where she gets to go. And, you know, she's not she's not going to fight crime, but she's got use of the power. She's in the costume again and she loves it. So it's like, where do you go when you when you've had this and then it's gone and where do you go from there?
0: You know, I see what you're doing, Sam. You've got these trades now that you put together. So that way, when you go to shows, you don't have to bring all these books. You can just say, hey, I I got a few trades here. You went to trades. But I'm sure (laughs) when you do make appearances, you do bring a little bit of everything so people can sample it. Do you have any plans this year? It's a very crazy year so far in 2020. You know, I, I don't want to date the show, so to speak. You know, we do have the whole problem with COVID-19 right now. And I know some cons have shut down. They're not having them out here where I am. So what are your plans for this year if things settle down?
1: I expect to be doing cons. But I mean, at the moment, the thing is, when you're in the Kickstarter, you're so immersed in that. I'm not thinking, you know, as I say, the more ideas I can come up with within that, the better so that is absolutely my my focus at the moment
0: you're taking time as you said earlier to kick back to part-time so you can get this done that's commitment
1: i'm part-time in order to be able to do the comics on a on a you know based on a holiday completely to do it full time because for me that's that's what it needs to get the most out of it and give the most out of it so how's that
0: working out if you are doing just part-time? Is that enough to uh, make ends meet and also do this?
1: Uh, yeah, just about that. <laughs> <laughs> Not much uh, change left over. But yeah, that works. I mean, that's what I've always done with one exception of working full time. I mean, you know, I love comics. I have to do it. It's so, I'll, you know, I make it work. It's fine. Um, and, you know, it's what I'm meant to be doing. So I have to, you know, make the time for it.
0: Another creation of yours is Cabrasini, voodoo junkie hit woman. And I did read a little preview that you sent of that with uh, her meeting up with another one of your characters that we've seen in Geek Girl. So what is in the future for Capricini?
1: First off, Christopher, just to correct you, as I, I have done before and as I do every time everyone pronounces Capricini, <laughs> uh, I don't think we discussed this before. I thought about changing it. It's the C-I-N-I. You know, you could take it as Chi or you could take it as C. And I thought about changing it to CH so that it's more obvious, but then I can imagine people calling it chinny, so which doesn't sound good. So uh so we're sticking with that. Carbracini, the ex crack whore turned supernatural gun for hire, a somewhat darker character than Geek Girl, is coming into the book. We have in the preview that's on the Kickstarter. You can see there's a guy who seems to be dabbling in the occult, he's trying to uh contact it appears someone that he's he has a history with a female he manages to sort of conjure her up in his, his mirror and she seems like we're not quite sure where, where she is in terms of between life and death but she certainly doesn't seem like fully alive and what's happened is this guy in issue five he's trying to do that already and then someone comes in and shoots him And due to his his use of black magic, he manages to get the bullet out. Then he's contacting her for a favor, which is from wherever she is, the dimension she's in, if there's anything she can do to help to find the person. He knows who shot him. That hasn't been revealed to us, but whoever did has taken all his money. So he's contacting this woman, asking for assistance on how to track him because he's this guy, whoever he is, or girl, has uh, vacated. She puts him on to Carbuccino Voodoo Junkie Hit One. Carbara is going to be coming into it in the second part of this new two-part arc in in a scene that I'm very pleased with, a very scenery-chewing thing where she's walking around a supermarket smoking a cigarette, as you do, and... uh, (laughs) when she gets to the point of the teller and the teller thinks uh, that she's short-changed him, he cops for it. He, uh, <laughs> it doesn't go well for the teller. Uh, so this is, I think, a great introduction to the character who then is going to be integrated into the main story in what will be coming after this arc. And uh, we'll see how that connects up with go In issue six, we're setting up this guy being able to contact her uh, in order to try and find the the guy that shot and robbed him. and then issue seven, the second part of this new two, the tights and capes is the art which runs in issue six and seven, and and it's fine as a jump on point. Guano Guy and Mister Marvelous Man gives a, a nice skewed catch up at the beginning of the issue, so it's it's all good to jump on there. But issue five is the official beginning of the new direction where the super team starts happening. Anyway, yes, so Carver comes in in issue seven. From there, we're going to see how this guy, this occult. Dabbler and Carver connect with the world of Geek Girl.
0: You've taken the time to build this universe and all the characters within, and you're adding slowly different heroes. So it's not like this overwhelming pile of characters that you have no connection to that really haven't been developed. You've really taken the time to introduce them slowly so people get to know them and have some understanding of who they are and get hooked on the book.
1: The super team thing that's sort of gradual, because like, basically we've got five potential members, one of which Guano guy, he pulls out. The one that's arrived at the HQ with Geek Girl and, and some as a company there is the Minger, who uh, wears a metal helmet covering the majority of her face the whole time. She's the one we're going to sort of get to know a little bit first because as a result of what happens in issue five, there's two superheroes that are supposed to be in the team that don't make the trip as a result of what happens in issue five. So while uh, one of them's pulling out and the other's getting his act together we can get to know the mirror a bit and then tyler arrives tyler helped geek girl in the fight against the um, legion of larceness in the crime war arc and that's how he's been invited he's he seems to be a telepath telekinetic he arrives but then the girls go out to this club so we really get to focus on the girls and the, and the minger is the one that gets a bit of the spotlight we'll shine it on the others as the team uh, begins to come together.
0: And so, how long do people have to jump on board this Kickstarter? When is the final date for it?
1: March the 31st, so there's time yet, there's plenty of time and as I say, hopefully We'll get to the point where we we beat our target and we can bring in this stretch goal. I'm really excited about this. The print, as I say, looks terrific. The uh, the Harley and, and Ruby bit that Jason's done so far, and, and if we can go beyond the first stretch goal and people get voting for what characters they want to see added, it'll be it'll be a really cool. I mean, a limited, you know, a real collectible uh, limited print that, that isn't for sale. It's it's purely free if if you back any of the limited variants, and that applies if you, if you back them now or if you back them if and when we reach the stretch goal either way if we reach the stretch goal you'll get the print
0: so what is the target ship date right now
1: uh august it's two issues so you know issue six is is well underway but we've got to give carlos the time to get them done so August, and as I say, he's, he's committed to it. He's working straight from, you know, when issue six is done straight into issue seven. That'll be it for all of eight.
0: Carlos has been working on the series since the beginning, pretty much. So, what else is he doing outside of this?
1: Well, he keeps moving. There was a gap when he wasn't able to work on it because he's, he moved at studio and then he moved house. And at the moment, it's, it's just something up with his scanner. So when he's sending the roughs, he's having to send them by photo. So he's been spending a lot of time getting established, uh, basically. Uh, I mean, I think he's had some other family stuff going on as well, but primarily that's been that. But he's, you know, he's set up now. So this the scanner thing he's sorting out, he's on it. So um, we're good.
0: Moving is so difficult because it just disrupts everything. And before we started the interview officially, you were mentioning you know new internet service and how things aren't always so smooth. And I know I've been through that and it's been frustrating. I'm glad things are working out for him and working out for you.
1: The, the internet thing we mentioned was that I was switching to a different internet setup today, which I didn't realize was today. And uh, the kit they sent me doesn't actually fit my plug socket. So given that in the middle of the Kickstarter, you kind of need the internet. So luckily I was able to hook it up with kit from the old setup because you don't really want (laughs) to lose internet for an unspecified amount of time when you're in the middle of a Kickstarter campaign.
0: It's frustrating because I was watching some streaming this week. And a couple times, a couple things I was watching just completely froze on me. And it's like, whoops, lost connection. I'm like, what happened? What am I paying for? I have like the good quote unquote internet speed. <laughs> yeah. And what happens? What do you have to do? You do the old reboot. You unplug it. You let it reset. And that's the only thing that fixes it. We still go back to the old reboot. Fix a lot of things with tech. Well, it's,
1: it's like, the, uh, I do know if you're familiar with the IT crowd, the catchphrase, have you tried turning it off and on again? <laughs> <laughs> if anyone phones up the IT outline, the first thing they say, have you tried turning it off and on again?
0: And people are like, <laughs> what, well, ah, that's ridiculous. And then, you know, oh, yeah, um, yeah, that worked.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it generally does. <laughs>
0: You know, you mentioned that you're waiting for comics that you've ordered. And then I know you don't read a ton of stuff. Like me, we tend to read the books that are not the big ones in the spotlight.
1: There isn't actually a big event no. comic going on at the moment, as far as I'm aware. I know Marvel have got the Cree scroll thing coming
0: up. Which leads me to suspect that it'll probably wind up in one of the movies. We already have seen the girls, so I'm sure that's going to be part of the next wave of the Marvel Comics movies. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I would have thought so. I mean, especially, you know, with Captain Marvel's Creed connection as well.
0: It's funny. On my way to work, when I drive past one of those signs, they have the temperature and the time. On the way in, the sign says that it's 1995. So I keep waiting to see Carol Danvers standing by the bank... (laughs) Because I'm traveling to the past, and then on the way back, I come back in 2020.
1: Yeah, they might want to fix that. They
0: might. It's been that way for months and months. It's like, I time travel every day. Yeah. So what are you reading currently for pleasure?
1: Well, I'm reading Star Wars, but I'm on the trades and that. I'm way, 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 way high, but... Always enjoying it. Uh, also, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm largely buying the trades now. And another one I've been into is the last Punisher series, which was basically Punisher versus Baron Zemo. And this is off the back of the Punisher had got the war machine armor uh, and then lost it. But as a result, he had a taste for bigger games, So he's taking on Baron Zemo. And it's, it's really good. It's uh, a Jigsaw's in it, who's always a good nemesis for Punisher. Uh, yeah, Matthew Rosenberg's the right. Uh, that's cool. It's it's different. Uh, Simon Kradansky, if I'm pronouncing it correctly. But yeah, I'm into that. Uh, I'm into Ghost Rider, the new thing. That's quite interesting, unpredictable, with Danny Ketch and Johnny Blaze both knocking about. Johnny Blaze now the king of hell. Danny Ketch has been transformed into this, I forget the name, but this other sort of Spirit type creature. It's got an interesting look, and uh, you really don't know where it's going because the whole King of Hell thing presumably can only go so far. Uh, so I think those are the main ones I've been reading, and then you Doctor the Strange series, the surgeon Supreme one. That's good as well, and again, you don't quite know where it's it's going to be going, um, and the book. Dr. Druid back from the dead uh, in a seemingly sort of initially at least sinister role. And yeah, those those are what I'm into at the moment. You're
0: like me. I do like to try new things, but I tend to gravitate towards the heroes that I grew up reading, like Doctor Strange Punisher and Ghost Rider. Doctor Strange, Mark Wade, you can't go wrong.
1: It's interesting what, what they're doing with it. He's got his surgeon skills back, which obviously kind of turns it on its head in a way because. You know, the whole supreme, sorcerer's supreme thing came about because of him losing his surgeon skills. So now he's trying to sort of balance the two. Well, he made a deal with the devil to get those back. So there's obviously a price to pay there. So, yeah, it's, it's good stuff.
0: So you're more into the trades now than the single issues for those things?
1: With the amount of work I do on my own comics, I don't find I have a, a huge amount of time to read them. So there's not really any great point in getting them. As they come out, I realize I'm completely stepping on my argument earlier about the book being 10 weeks late thing. But it's still frustrating. I quite sure. stands. But uh, yeah, I'm so behind, but I'm working through them. And yeah, so Star Wars is great. Uh, I'm interested in, in what they're doing in the new stuff with Darth Vader and Padme seemingly coming back. But uh, I'm quite a way off before I reach that.
0: So do you have a system for all your trades? Like, OK, this is the pile of things I need to get to. These are the ones I've read. Do you have any kind of system?
1: There's a massive pile of ones that aren't read and a massive pile of ones that are read. So that's, that's organized. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say a massive pile, several massive piles of each.
0: Yeah, that's the problem I have, is I get trades and some hard copies and hardbacks, that type of thing, that are more of um, the history of comics and that sort of thing. And I love to get into those things and read them. First, it's finding the time, which is really hard. But then yeah. I just wind up with this pile of stuff I need to get to, and I really, really want to get to it. So I'll have to go part-time. <laughs>
1: well, yeah. <laughs> to make these sacrifices, Chris. I know, I know.
0: But you know, if people like to get the trades, well, you know, you're a Kickstarter. You have an opportunity to get caught up with the trades that you already have.
1: If you're completely new to get going, you're into digital comics. It's quite affordable to get one of the rewards is basically everything from the mini and the ongoing series if you come on an issue five new direction that completely sets you up with where you need to be Uh, if you come in on the new arc i say guano guy provides a a skewed uh, to his own perspective recap of events i mean issue five wasn't deliberate design as a jump on issue so the mini series is in there in trade and in various limited variants and regular editions as well as you know, the rest of the ongoing series. So there's plenty of easy entry points, whatever level you want to come in at.
0: Share some of those variants. What are the different variants? I know you have some black and white ones and who are some of the artists that are providing the covers for those?
1: The one I mentioned for issue five was Sun Kumanaki, fantastic up and rising star. Done a lot of work for Chaos Comics. She's doing, we're currently working on a, uh, a Red Sonja and Vampirella cover for, I believe that's through Dynamite. Yeah, it will be through Dynamite. She's on the regular Five, but there's also a Virgin edition, so it's just her art, a limited variant. Carlos did the, the regular variant, which is a core cool one of um, Ruby and, and some are looking through this port or wide-eyed into Ruby's new HQ. Uh, Issue six and seven, I say Jason Aher, he's done a cool one of Ruby on issue six, cool one of Summer in the costume and the glasses flying above this club with people looking up at her, and then we've got the the club limited variants, there's also super limited variant, which is black and white version of Jason's goes for six. And one that's different for, from Mel Ford for summer, which has a uh, Tim Sale-esque style to it. And that's that's nice. Um, so there's plenty. Oh, there's also issue five. The other one, there's my friend Amy who cosplays. Uh, there's a photo variant of her as Geek Girl. So there's plenty up there.
0: Lots of choices for folks. And, of course, you have a, a giant package that... They can get just about everything if they want to get all in and get caught up and get all the variants, if they're into the variants.
1: We added four new rewards recently, one of which was the summer pack I've mentioned, and one of which is... Everything. All the variants of Issue Zero, including the first print of Issue Zero, which is really hard to come by. It went to three printings. So everything. If you're like a super-duper collector, this is all the variants of everything. There's like plenty of different ways to get smaller packs and collector's packs or just the straight regular editions or digital editions.
0: This must be part of the fun of running a Kickstarter for you, even though it's a lot of work, is that as you go along, you do make adjustments and add things to it based on response and what other opportunities. Opportunities you see that fans may enjoy so it's it's one of those things that kind of evolves as you're running the kickstarter there's a you know the stretch goals and other things you can add in there
1: yeah absolutely i mean you want to give people that have already backed something and reason to, to remain interested in in what Going on with the campaign, so hopefully, we'll get to that stretch goal because that'll be really cool. But also, when new rewards are added for anyone that's not used Kickstart before, it's very easy to register on there. And if you've already backed when new rewards get added, you prefer one of the new ones, you can just change your, your pledge from what you've had to a new one, which a few people have done. I so say it's nice to keep people that have already come on board from the start interested and 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 like for example we're going to be adding new preview pages to it as well so there'll be plenty of reason to stay tuned to it once you have back
0: i'd say good luck with the kickstarter but you don't need luck you know what you're doing i hope it is more successful than the last one are you seeing a trajectory where you're doing better with each kickstarter not only just making the goal but in terms of exceeding it
1: The third Kickstarter, the first two did about the same, and my my aim with the third one was to do bigger, and I I spent more time building things up in advance, hyping it up, building up the mailing list with giveaways. It did more or less what I was aiming for it to do, so aiming for that sort of thing again with the new one. And yeah, I mean, it's it's one of the great things about it. If you're doing a series that you kickstarted before is obviously you, you get people that are backed that are coming for the new issues, which is it's great. They've read it and then they want the next one. That is more that's the main goal, really, in comics. Raymond Big is going well, so we'll uh, we'll keep on it.
0: I know you're always planning, you're always working on these things. Once this is over, you'll have a little downtime, I guess. you go back to work and part-time, of course. But, you know, what do you do after you've successfully... Well, I guess the work's not over, is it? then <laughs> you have to deliver everything so it's not like okay it's done now I have six months off you still are deep into getting things fulfilled
1: with the previous one there was like one new issue and with this one there's two so there's a reasonable gap between the end of this and things getting uh, printed and shipped out so it'll be it'll be quite nice once this is done to have time to just just, just focus on, on writing because you know, I've got so many ideas so many characters that have been in it coming back and new characters and you know things connecting and the weirdness I want to bring from my Doom Patrol, Grant Morrison, run influence. So yeah, it will be quite a luxury after it's done to be able to have the time to focus, you know, entirely if I want for a period of time on writing, because I say, I've got big plans for where we're going with this.
0: With all the Kickstarters you've done so far, is there anything that you've learned that you have changed the way you approach each one?
1: The biggest thing, there was some sort of rationale for this when I did this, but in hindsight, what? The first one, I didn't do digitals. And actually, it works all right for me with the international shipping. For some reason, shipping from the UK out is a lot cheaper than shipping from like America or Canada, for example, to here. So often when I'm back in other Kickstarters, uh, the shipping cost is prohibitive and I'm more inclined to get the digital edition. But as I say, for whatever reason, that works okay, doing it the UK way round. The prices aren't too bad. Yeah, I mean the digital, you've got to do digital because there's no barrier, you know, and say the shipping costs are okay. If you are concerned about the cost, then you know, you can get the new two issues for two dollars and ninety nine each. That's it.
0: For those who do get the digital, do they not get those first before the prints go out?
1: It's all August. You'll get the digital Sooner because of the shipping factor, but nothing drastic. We don't want anyone to get a massive, you know, sort of advantage over anyone else. So it's all August. Any thoughts on what you've read of the new one that you haven't said?
0: I have to say that I like Pouch Man that you had there in the beginning.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I do. Yeah.
0: Everyone loves pouches. I
1: don't know if I've said to you about how that came about. We did a, a reward where you could, you and your partner or friend could appear on the plane scene in issue five. And Mark Darden, the creator of Guano Guy, backed this but wanted his characters to do it, and so I then integrated them into the plot as you know, a, a potential part of the super team, so that, that's been a really fun thing to do, and, and he's been involved to make sure the characters are, are right, he's co-written the dialogue of them with me, so that's been a, a cool experience, and yeah, they're fun characters, give a nice comedic
0: bit. And uh, I look forward to seeing Cabaccini show up in there as well.
1: That's something I'm really excited for i mean there's a big arc planned with her and it's going to be all kinds of weird and i don't know sort of how geek girl and copper what their dynamic will be because i've never written them together before and it'll be kind of an organic thing because the thing that brings Carbra into geek girl's world isn't directly geek girl i'm interested to see how they interact
0: as you're writing that is that something that evolves as you're writing it you're kind of going along for the ride too in a way discovering the characters and how they interact as you're going along writing
1: yeah yeah I mean to a degree if you've rounded out the characters enough often I'll have an idea of where I'm going to get to in in the script and something that's going to happen and often once you're actually writing them interacting and the dialogue and and so forth it can go in a different way so it's good because it's it's nice to you know i don't want to nail down everything i'm gonna write before i write it that's no fun so it's yeah the way they play off each other can take things in unexpected directions
0: that's what makes it so fun for you
1: yeah absolutely i mean i don't know everything that's going to happen until it does so it's a lot of fun
0: i would say good luck but you certainly won't need it we're looking forward to seeing uh, more geek girl sam thanks so much for being being on Creator Talks.
1: Thank you for
0: having me. Always good to catch up with Sam Johnson, creator and writer of Geek Girl. Well folks, as I'm recording this, we've been through a lot in the past several weeks. In fact, Wednesday, March 18th, all non-essential businesses in the state of Nevada have to close for the next 30 days. And I'm sure you've also been impacted where you live with businesses closing, having to stay home, It's going to be difficult for a while, but I can assure you that for the next month and a half, at least, I will have a podcast interview out every two weeks for you to listen to. So, as I said, in two weeks, Bob Q is joining me, and then I have other guests already recorded that I'll be bringing to you through the month of April, at least. Beyond that, I'm working on getting more guests to be on the show so we can all escape for a bit and talk about comics. If you like what you heard, please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts, subscribe. It is completely free, and right now, free is really important. Go back, listen to the other shows in the catalog if you haven't yet, and other podcasts that you also enjoy. Now might be a good time to get caught up, and leave them a rating and review as well. You know, as I'm recording this, tomorrow's new comic book day, and I don't even know if we're going to be getting new comic books. Now, that's a minor problem compared to everything else going on. So it might be time to catch up on all those books I've been meaning to read for a long time. However, this is not a vacation. There's still work to be done. It's just that I'll be doing it from home. And I'll be posting books from my collection Silver Age, Bronze Age, and Copper Age now on Saturdays and Sundays. So if you have a favorite book from the Silver Age, Bronze Age, or Copper Age, please tag me. Tell me why it's important to you. Take one from your personal collection. Don't take something off the internet. No, take out your book, take a picture of it, and post it. I don't care if it's a grade 9.0. I want to see a well-read, well-loved comic. Well, gang, that's all I have for now. Even though it is the evening, I have to get back to work. So, for now, still coming to you from the entertainment capital of the world, Las Vegas. For Creator Talks, this has been your host, Christopher Calloway. Until next time.